1: They get their minutes, and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers Minute, Robert Black. Minute 16, inside the maze, Gordon has a strange interaction. Annie heads off to look for Dave, and the film crew follows. To tackle Minute 16, we have Ben Butina of Department 12, an IO psychology podcast. You come home, there's a giant maze in your living room. You're like, what the... There's a giant maze in my living room. I've heard of people rearranging the furniture, but this is...
0: Raccoon crazy. A that? This doesn't make any sense. to my but It's like
1: a fucking cocktail party in here. If I get a few words from you before you go.
0: So there's a professor at the University of Buffalo named Dr. Melanie Green, and Dr. Green researches stories, and she's developed this theory called Transportation Theory to try to figure out, you know, how is it that stories take us out of ourselves and transport us into the world of that story, into that world of that fictional narrative. And one of the key elements Dr. Green has found is realism. And it's not realism in the sense of, could this really happen to me? You know, Is this an everyday activity? But are these people acting the way that real people would act in that situation? So when I look at the very beginning of my minute, it looks like the tail end of a scene. There's a gentleman ducking his head down into a refrigerator, and one thing that jumped out at me right away about it is how realistic the setting was. This house looks like a regular person's house that you might walk into. Um, It's not like the movie version of a regular person's house. It's a real regular person's house with dirty dishes in the sink and you know, decorations on the wall and that kind of stuff. So it felt, even though it was just a few seconds, like a real place. Now in the next scene, it's a whole lot more unusual. We've got five people, uh, a cameraman, a sound man, and three, I don't know what we call them, explorers, hosts. And they are in a maze. This maze seems to have some kind of supernatural or magical capabilities, which we can see because... One of the characters, I'll call him Beard Man, uh, cuts his finger on some cardboard, and the cardboard soaks the blood up. At this point, Beard Man is clearly freaked out, <laughs> uh, but Green Jacket and Brunette Lady want to keep moving. They clearly want to keep moving down this maze for whatever reason. I'm not sure with their motivation to do this, whether it's just to make the movie or whether they're searching for someone. It's a little bit hard to tell. But they want him to come along, and it's clear that he's hesitant to do this. Now, on one hand, Beard Man's behavior seems a little unrealistic here. I mean, it's easy to put ourselves in his place and say, look, if cardboard just swallowed my blood, <laughs> if this magical, miraculous thing that counteracts all reason and logic just happened to me, I would run screaming out of this maze. So in that sense, it might seem unrealistic. But the reality is, what he did, which was to just go along, was probably the most realistic thing that the filmmaker could have done. I want to talk a little bit about a, uh, a classic experiment from the, back in the 1960s. It was a social science or a social uh, psychology experiment. And what they did was, it was very clever. They had... Um, participants in a room, they were filling out a questionnaire, and then they would have smoke fill up the room. So what would you do in that situation? Well, normally you'd think, well, of course I'd get up, I'd get out of the room, I'd report that there's smoke coming into the room. And if you were alone, that's what most of the participants did. But if you were in that room with two other people, confederates of the experimenter, by the way, who were just trained to just sit there and not react, um, then you were a whole lot less likely To get up and leave and do anything else. Because the power of the group and the desire to conform to the group is really very powerful. It's hard to imagine how powerful it is uh, when you're not in it. But within this situation, within this scene, I think this behavior makes perfect sense. It feels very real to me. Um, Overall, my experience of doing this minute was pretty cool. Uh, I think looking at it more closely gave me a, a new appreciation for... What directors and editors and actors do, um, and how much they manage to convey, uh, not only in setting up the story and and getting us deeper and towards some kind of thrill or danger in the maze, but also in telling us a little bit about these characters, even just within the context of one minute. And when this minute couldn't have looked like much on paper in terms of the action and the dialogue, but when I consider how the editor did his or her thing with these 18 cuts or so in that minute, I'm really impressed with it. It's, it's sort of like standing closer to a painting all of a sudden and seeing, oh, I can see the brushstrokes now and the color effects, and this is how the artist did it. Well, standing close to this minute uh, really helped me gain a new appreciation for what filmmakers do and how they have their effect on me. So thank you. And then I
1: can probably disarm all the traps. And then we can we can finish this maze! Who is with me? That was Ben Butina of Department 12, and I.O. Psychology Podcast, taking on minute 16 of Dave Made a Maze. Next time, on Dave Made a Minute, we've got Surprise. I said I wouldn't be back until minute 19, but we had a dropout, so I took my DVD over to my friend Wesley's house and we'll get his take on minute seventeen and on the whole movie. Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute. Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. Intro music is diversion by The Equals, featured in the film Dave Made a Maze, and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is Leaving This Godforsaken Place, and Her Presence is Strong Here by Parvis Decree. Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DaveMadeAMinute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice, and check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening. As long as we're all working together, this is going to be fun. It's going to be great.
0: I need you to notify the families of everyone who died here today.
1: Totally. Wait, what?